You just achieved a lifelong goal. You're making tons of money, and you're bringing a city to its feet and celebrating for several days. You going to celebrate? No. No. No, I want to I go home. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's Eric Bilstad. Text from the text line says Maggie Sajak should be the new host slash letter His turner. Daughter? She she's filled in before. I think she's a singer. Not no relation? No, yeah, no, it's oh, his daughter. It is a okay. Yeah. So Maggie Sajak on the text line. We'll see. We'll see. Wheel of Fortune is is Wheel of Fortune taped like uh what's the show Drew Carey does? Yeah. Oh yeah, like most uh, of the game shows are done that way. Price is right. right. Yeah, yeah, you like yeah. hammer it out in two months, and you do enough shows for a whole yep. year. Yep. Yeah, Which is, makes it a great show. I remember interviewing Jim Peck about this. Jim Peck, who has been on WDTMJ over the years and was a uh, a game show host, he oh, says yeah, it's the best job ever. <laughs> he said being a game show host was the best job ever. I could believe it. I mean, you work p- for two months. I I, yeah, I know well. for Drew Carey, they he was up to replace Jay Leno on The Tonight Show, and one of the reasons he said no, thank you, was because he was also up for The Price is Right, and it was, do I want to work on The Price is Right, where I can hammer out 50 episodes in a one-month span? And you don't have to work as hard either, right? You don't have to be as funny. Yeah, you're not on live TV every single night, so he ended up taking, the obviously, the the Barker role, but yeah, I mean, yeah, if you can, it's good work if you can get it. I'm curious. I, obviously, they'll probably play the Jeopardy thing here and say, "Oh, let's talk about this. Let's 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 speculate on who the host will be." They'll want all the attention on this. But there was a lot more emotion with Jeopardy, though, because yeah, think about that's it. True. It was, you oh, know, yeah. I was saying, is, he was is, dead. Is Wheel of Fortune though? Like, is is I feel like people hold Jeopardy very tightly. Like, yes. it's a so, very close yes. wheel. Is like that. Yeah, too? you think so? Like beloved in like a weird, like <laughs> fanatical way. I think it was because of the the IQ level of not that people are dumber on Wheel of Fortune, but careful. That's what I'm saying. That's just like I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you know there is a, a particular expectation to the IQ level of the of Jeopardy. <laughs> All right. So that means it'll that won't have to be as smart as a. Of Pat Sajak host. <laughs> All right, it is five fifteen. We got to get to sports. History was made last night. Brandon has it next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call. That's all. Sports desk. Here's Brandon Snide. For the first time in their franchise history, the Denver Nuggets accomplished something on Monday night they have never done before. Looking, looking. Finds Truce back to Larry. There it is. Three pointers. Won't go. Mike Breen on the call on ABC as the Nuggets go on to win Game 5, 94-89 in the series, four games to one, clinching their first title in 47 years. These moments are surreal. I got in the league 22, 23 years ago, and I dreamed of becoming a head coach. This is like a many, many year-long process, and you don't do it by yourself. And from my family, from my wife, from my daughters, from my mother and father, from my three sisters and my two brothers and everybody else along the way, I just want to say thank you. 
you know, for believing in me and supporting me and uh, and just giving me that unconditional love. To the diamond where the Milwaukee Brewers begin the day begin the day one game back of the Pittsburgh Pirates for the top spot in the National League Central. The Brewers are in Minnesota tonight to begin a two-game road trip against the first-place Twins. Corbin Burns is expected to get the start for the Brew Crew. Our coverage will begin right here on WTMJ at 6.05. From the diamond to the gridiron as the Green Bay Packers and a handful of other NFL teams get set to kick off their mandatory minicamp today. The Packers will look to lean heavily on multiple young receivers this season. Count Christian Watson as one who is turning heads early and often. Christian, certainly you can feel his speed out there. And just where he is at in terms of his knowledge of the offense is, is night and day. He, he is a real leader in that room and does an outstanding job. The Packers will get started later this afternoon in Green Bay with their minicamp and will conclude on Thursday afternoon. Thank you, sir. 518. Don't forget it's Tuesday. That means Craig Council joins us for Brewers 360 at 745. How the day will look in Miami. That's next. So today is the day. All eyes will be on Miami as the former President Donald Trump has his arraignment today. Security already tight at Miami for this. He'll be arraigned on 37 counts, alleging that the former president willfully retained highly sensitive documents on the U.S. nuclear program, also some military and U.S. vulnerabilities to attacks. He has documents on that, according to the feds. Prosecutors say he knowingly misled his attorneys and the FBI in an effort to keep some documents despite a grand jury subpoena ordering that they be returned. So the other thing, that, that he doesn't have a, a full legal team. So he's still searching for lawyers, too. Some of them uh, resigned recently. So security, very tight. Miami's mayor says they're preparing for crowds of anywhere from 5,000 to 50,000 people. 50,000 people. <laughs> they're prepared for the potential of 50,000. 50,000 people don't have to do anything today. They're all going to be in Miami. Man. I um, have... I. What was it in New York? Now, there was a little presence. There was. 50,000, though. The, the, the landscape is a little bit different, different in Miami as far as where people can go and where they can demonstrate and whatnot. Uh, but they, they need to be basically ready for anything, right? We wanted to ensure to the public that we are ready. But according to the police chief, the city does not plan to separate Trump supporters and protesters outside the courthouse. And if we begin to see that there's opposing parties, we'll at that time make sure that they're they're separated. And the chief declined to say whether metal barricades will be set up. Only police tape currently surrounds the courthouse. So you can basically predict some of the video that you'll see later today of one guy holding a sign, screaming at a lady holding a different sign. And maybe a cop in between them being like, oh, why do I have to work today? <laughs> Pushing that through. All right. So the former president is in Florida already. Former President Trump is expected to arrive here at Miami Federal Court and go directly to the 13th floor courtroom for his arraignment. It's expected he will enter a plea of not guilty. After court, Trump will be processed as a criminal defendant. At no time will he be in handcuffs, but he will technically be in FBI custody. That's Aaron Katursky, who is in Florida. So, yeah, his fingerprints will be taken, but they can do that electronically now, so they don't have to ink them up or anything like that. There will be a mugshot, but mugshots in the federal system are never released. 
So what do we think? What are the Someone's <laughs> get TMZ <laughs> is putting every that? single dollar they have behind this effort. There is no amazing? way we don't see it by the end of the day. TMZ has it up already. Wouldn't that be incredible? Uh, once all that's done, the former president is expected to leave Florida and fly back to New Jersey. And then he'll address guests at his Bedminster Golf Club. So he'll have supporters there cheering him on. Once again, he'll put his prosecution at the center of his politics. Um, and I'm sure there's some fundraising campaigns that will be out because of this. The so one thing that I, the lawyer situation is precarious. I mean, he's got to make sure he's got the right lawyers. And if he doesn't, that could end up being a real big pain. It is rather interesting that he can't seem to find a lawyer. <laughs> that, that seems concerning if I were the president. That's the one thing that really stuck out to me. How do you, how are you unable to find someone who at least, you know, wants to have their name associated with such a high-profile case. Now, maybe the attorneys are all looking at kind of how things work in the world of former President yeah, Trump. and reading the and, tea leaves a little bit. And if they, they they end up losing the case, do they want that backlash? Because I'm sure it would not be friendly. I mean, the press would not be good. And it's not. It's this is not an easy case for the president. It does. You, you ask some legal observers, and there's a lot there that the defense is going to have to fight against. So we'll see how that goes. This is all around 2 o'clock local time here. 2 o'clock our time is when we expect uh, all of this to go down. It'll be very anticlimactic in a way. Because much like last time, we, there's no cameras inside there, so we'll see the entourage go in there. There might even be a tunnel for him to get into the courthouse, and then he'll leave, and we'll see the, the entourage leave, and then we'll see all the protesters. So that, that's basically how the day will go. Does the court, it's not the stenographer, the, the courtroom artist, do they work for arraignment hearings? Like, are we going to see the the oh, drawing sure. Yeah, we'll today? see. Yeah, and we could even see some still pictures depending on where and how and when. Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano. I'm Eric Bilstead. Thanks to Mike Spaulding for getting up early with us. Brandon Snide is here, Debbie Lazga, and Greg Hill is producing the big program. Well, WDTMJ is kicking off a new WDTMJ Cares initiative, thanks to Gruber Law Offices, One Call, That's All. And this one will help the American Red Cross. WDTMJ Sandy Max joins us in studio. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Eric. So walk us through this. What exactly are you doing? Encouraging fans to go and donate blood at the Milwaukee County Zoo. It's three days, a Monday, Tuesday, and a Wednesday, June 26th, 27th, and 28th, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay. Go donate blood, and not only are you doing a good deed, you will be rewarded by the American Red Cross with free admission to the zoo, free parking, and free tickets to Summerfest. there you go. They make it worth your while, and you know, after you donate blood, you get juice, cookies, and treats. <laughs> These are all good things. And this is kind of a, a big deal, right? Because I feel like I hear very often that we're in short supply, that the need is critical, that the, the amount of blood we have on tap, if you will, is low at all times. And it happens a lot in the winter, but it also happens in the summer. And I'm not entirely clear why. Just if people get busy, if they don't realize that it's easy to donate blood and convenient to do it near yeah. you. Um, but yes, we've been planning this WTMJ Cares partnership with the American Red Cross and Gruber Law Offices to do this blood drive for about a month. And then, you know, it's just been big news the past two weeks of the blood shortage. That's right. So I'm thrilled that this is timely. And if you think that rolling up your sleeve and donating blood, is it really that big of a deal? It is. There's a blood shortage, and for every donation, you can save up to three lives. 
You don't have to be in exceptional health. I used to think there were a lot of things like, can I drink the night before? You know, like as long as you've eaten well and I have low blood pressure. So as long as I've eaten well and I've hydrated, it is fine and dandy. Go. I'm good to go. I'm good to go for the rest of the day after I spend an hour. All the nurses are nice. If you can't come to the zoo on June 26th, 27th, or 28th, mm-hmm. the American Red Cross has a great website. They make it really easy for you to schedule an appointment that's near you. Okay. Uh, if you want to, you can text BLOOD. It's very clever, isn't it? <laughs> B-L-O-O-D. Text BLOOD to 855-616-1620. Yep. All right. Text BLOOD, and you'll get hooked up right with the webpage with all the information on our blood drive, or just go to WTMJ.com. Sandy, thank you so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for spreading the word amongst uh, the Wisconsin Morning News fans, and see you this afternoon. So that is BLOOD, again, is the word BLOOD. Text it to the old National Bank Talk and text line 855-616-1620. June 26th is that Monday through Wednesday, the 28th. That's when they'll be at the zoo. So thanks to Sandy for that. 543, coming up before we get to 6 o'clock, the push again for plus-size seats on airplanes, what that's looking like. But first, we have sports and history made in Denver. Brandon has it in one minute. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After waiting 47 years, the Denver Nuggets are waking up this morning. They're probably still sleeping, but they're waking up eventually as NBA champions. This for the first time ever, coming after beating the Heat 94-89 in Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Looking, looking, finds Truce back to Larry. There it is, three-pointers. Won't go. Mike Breen on the call for ABC as Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets clinched their first title in franchise history. Jokic led the charge for the Nuggets, scoring 28 points and snagging 16 rebounds. And after the game, the finals MVP had one simple message to leave behind. It's good. It's good. The job is done. We can go home now. Is that what winning NBA titles are? No, we can go home. We're good. I don't understand. He seems so happy-go-lucky, but he almost seems somber, like he's just bored. It, maybe relieved. Okay. Maybe. I don't in know. In shock a little bit. Yeah. I he think has that, horses in Serbia, right? Doesn't he like, yes. run a horse farm? Maybe he's he trying to get back to the horses. Well, listen to what he said. So I, I got this clip where they told him, hey, the parade is later this week, and listen to how he <laughs> reacted. And if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. When is parade? When is parade? Thursday. No. I need to go home. I got to go home. I can't be at the parade. What? So that, that, that would echo exactly what he said. Minutes after winning an NBA champion, NBA championship. I'm ready to go. Job is done. They were jumping in the pool after the game. That's now, true. So That's true. Maybe he found it. Uh, we'll go from the NBA to the NFL, where 21 teams will get underway with mandatory minicamp today. That includes our Green Bay Packers, who will begin theirs with a different look at the quarterback position. A new look, a different look, doesn't matter. According to Jordan Love, the standard is the standard in Titletown. Yeah, I mean, I think we have, everyone that's been here has kind of been able to see the standard that's been set by the guys that have been here before. And I think we just continue to do that, you know, carry it over. It's just great practice habits, um, trying to build that consistency every day and, uh, you know, 
just being able to give it everything you got at practice every day and not take any reps off and not take any rep for granted. All eyes will be continued to be focused on Jordan Love as the Packers get underway today, and they will conclude their minicamp on Thursday. Lastly, after losing four straight games, which included three to the Oakland Athletics, the Brewers are in Minnesota tonight to begin a two-game road trip before returning home. Corbin Burns is expected to get the start for the Brew Crew. Our coverage will begin right here on WTMJ at 6.05. You just achieved a lifelong goal. You're making tons of money, and you're bringing a city to its feet and celebrating for several days. You going to celebrate? No. No. No, I want to I go home. It's 5.48. The push for plus size continues in the air. That's next. Wisconsin's Morning News, Vince Vitrano taking the week off, although not really. This is so so Vitrano. So he is taking part. He's moderating a Milwaukee Press Club event today. And our our teammate, Dr. Ken Harris, who you hear on Wednesdays here on Wisconsin's Morning News, will also be part of this panel today. And I asked Vince, I'm like, hey, any chance you can, you know, send us a little bit of quick audio of the event when you're done, just so we have some context of what happened, how this panel went and whatnot. And he's like, oh, I'll come in. He's like, I'll come into the office afterward. No, man, you don't, you don't no. need to come in. <laughs> you're on vacation. You're, on, you're doing me a favor just by sending yeah. us anything. No, 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 <laughs> it'll be easier that way. All right. So anyway, yeah, you'll hear Vince on the radio later today and tomorrow because that's just how he is. Is that he coming is in? He is actually going to come into the office later today. I hope he's attending this thing in like a vacation clothes, like a t-shirt and like <laughs> some cargo sandals. shorts, socks and sandals. Oh, yeah, on. Hey guys, I was just downtown walking I hope by. He knows he's not getting this. paid either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> All right. So the push is out there again. I'm shocked by this. I thought that there had already been a breaking point, if you will, but they are still paying twice as much for the same experience. Plus size travelers are hitting out of the discriminatory airline seat policies. They want changes. And I thought that the airlines were starting to change with the actual flyer, but there's been so much confusion here. Obviously, plus size uh, can be affected when you're on an airplane, right? And we've seen over the years the width of an airplane seat going down. Over the past 20 years now, the width of the average seat has shrunk from 18 and a half inches to 17. That according to a World Obesity Federation study. So 38% of the world population is considered overweight. That number is expected to go up in the next 10 years. So you have people getting bigger and airline seats getting smaller. And there's a different policy for each airline. And now there's some more pushback that this is a human rights issue. We've seen multiple uh, lawsuits on this. We have some uh, plus-size passengers who say... Look, you have to offer bigger seats. And I keep getting, getting to the point here. At what point have we reached the uh, – at, at some point, the airline is not going to be able to fly people, right? If You're going to lose business at some point if more and more people are getting bigger and deciding they're not going to fly. Or are they just gambling? Does the airline say, hey, look, you know what? If you don't want to fly to Europe or if you don't want to fly to Cancun, then that's on you we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Well, it's air travel, so I'm assuming the latter is probably what they're going to go with because I think there's going to be enough people that still want to travel. But look, I'm all for this if we're going to start complaining about how inconvenient airlines are. Like I if if this hmm. is going to start the the airline revolution, then I'm on board for this because I anytime anyone travels, no one ever goes, "Man, that was easy breezy." 
happy to do that again. No, like when people get back from a long flight, it just, they just look exhausted all the time. And I think it's because airports are so tense and it's not like airplanes are super comfortable. Well, so if you were to make a bigger seat, like this is one of the pushes is like, okay, let's have a bigger seat, which I guess wouldn't be first class. But would be a bigger seat for a larger person, then you're going to hit some. There's going to be a slippery slope with that, right? Like, how do you determine, right? Yeah, who gets, who gets the, that? Yeah, you're so see do, you have some... to, do you have to get on a scale when you get there? <laughs> right. Like, you know, jokes aside, like, how do you? What if I'm a smaller person and I just want more room? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and then yeah, and then okay, so then you see some tiny person in that seat that, <laughs> that's going to annoy you, right? So these are the issues that they're still trying to figure out. I just, I, if you want to continue making money. And if the world is getting bigger, if the, I mean, according to these studies, what was this one study I saw here? Forgive me as I look it up here. At one point, what did I see here? By 2035, more than half of the global population will be considered obese or overweight. So by 2035, so what, 12 years from now. So if that's the case and the seats are getting smaller, at some point people are going to stop buying tickets, right? I mean, that's unless you start offering either bigger seats outside of first class or you I don't know do you offer a different different plane you, does ob how are they measuring obesity is it like the old BMI index because in that case everyone basically nah. is obese or you know is it a you a certain like circumference like I I, I, I don't <laughs> know how they measure I would certainly hope that won't be part of TSA's responsibilities moving forward yeah, the table weights that they use from like the 1940s, you should be 5'9", 135 pounds. Yeah. If not... <laughs> not yeah, you're, obese. You're, yeah. Like you were saying, Brandon, like, who, who measures that then? Would TSA have to... With the, with the checker at the front, uh, sir, I'm going to have to... Can you raise your arms quick? I'm going to have to measure That's what the I'm waist. About. Like, yeah, like, what, like it, you know, you got to jump into this tank and, and measure your BMI. It's... it's it, like you said, Eric, it is a slippery slope. At some point, we're gonna we're, we will hit a, a milestone on this where there will have to be something done because... Like we're seeing here, people are just getting bigger and the plane seats are not. 557 Business Headlines now. It's Margaret Nodjek from the Milwaukee Business Journal. Rogers Behavioral Health President and CEO John Boyd resigned from his position after eight months. Chief Operating Officer Cindy Meyer was named the interim president and CEO. In its first quarter since combining Advocate Aurora Healthcare and Atrium Health, Advocate Health broke even. Operating income was $10.4 million. Milwaukee-based luxury apartment developer Mandel Group is planning 270 new units near the former Olympia Ski Hill in Oconomowoc. It is part of a 236-acre development. I'm Margaret Nachuk with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.